Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist and Total SF co-host Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. I'm filling in as host today because as loyal Chronicle readers know, I love public transportation. And we're taking questions from you. Listeners and readers submitted questions about transportation on our Bay Area Transportation Project Roadmap, and our transportation reporter Ricardo Cano has answers. You can read them and submit even more questions at sfchronicle.com slash transitfaq. And Ricardo's here with even more answers. Ricardo, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Heather, in person. Yay! So you've been on the transportation beat for The Chronicle since April, and how are you liking it so far? I think it's been great. Uh, It's been a very quick, you know, six, seven months, and it's just been very fascinating to see how, you know, we can essentially measure the region's recovery based on how many people are riding BART or Muni or taking the ferry and how that might, you know, illustrate what the future looks like here in the Bay Area. So um, it's been it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Well, uh, figuratively and literally. <laughs> Have you taken any wild rides on public transportation since you moved here? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I ride BART and Muni regularly and I have a, a pup, you know, who who I take on Muni and and he loves riding the subway, the Muni Metro, and you know I've taken him to the great great highway when it's uh-huh. open to pedestrians and and he really enjoys that. Oh well, then he and I have something in common. So speaking of Muni, a lot of readers wanted to know about the status of Muni's service restoration since the pandemic. Can you describe where we are in terms of getting bus and uh, rail lines restored and and what's coming up in the next several months? Right. So this has been a very big point of contention for riders and and um, advocates. So on December 7th, the board of directors um, for the Municipal Transportation Agency are going to uh, decide what's going to happen in February when they restore service levels to 85% of pre-COVID levels. Almost every line is going to be restored in some capacity, lines that haven't been brought back yet like the two Clement. Some of these routes are going to be shortened. They're not going to go the full route that they ran before the pandemic. So so the agency is bringing back most lines and they're looking at adding frequencies to some that even during the pandemic were busy, you know, filled with people. Geary is essentially a rail line um, transporting 55,000 riders every day before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And do we know whether some bus lines just are never going to return? So there's two lines in particular that um, are not part of this service restoration plan, and that's the 3 Jackson and the 47 Van Ness. These are quote-unquote parallel routes that run alongside you know, more busier routes. Uh, it's kind of a wait and see right now in terms of whether these two lines in particular are going to come back. But the the picture has changed fairly dramatically in the last couple of months. Um, you know, during the summer, there were conversations about Muni essentially gutting 
some lines temporarily delaying their their restoration uh, in order to boost frequencies on lines that are you know highly trafficked that have higher riderships and so these are the last two lines bus lines left to to restore and the J Church has been a subject of complaints for as long as I've lived in San Francisco, but it seems like especially now. Can you describe the status of that line, and will it ever return to pre-pandemic service? So this is a big question, right? And and this is the one uh, question that the agency needs to answer, and, and there's going to be some sort of action on December 7th. But during the pandemic, the J Line has ran from Balboa Park to Church and Market, you know, uh, Church and DuBose, not going into the subway. And the agency has supported keeping the J out because they're saying, you know, the Market Street subway has never been as reliable as it has than this point because the subways running fewer trains. Um, before the pandemic, they were running 40, 42 trains during peak hours, and it, you know, was a was a bad situation for riders. Trains would r- routinely get congested in the subway. There were erratic travel times, and so the agencies arguing that by keeping the J out, it's a single car train. You know, allows for other lines like the the N Judah and M Ocean View to be the benefactors of you know uh, more reliability because again there's there's not that congestion issue but J Church riders really want the line mm-hmm. to go back into they the don't subway have to do the transfer um, the transfer is uh, affecting ridership you know the the MTA's own data shows that riders have been slowest to return to the J and um, riders who I've spoken with have said a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, it's no longer a one seat ride. And so they're opting to, you know, either take BART or take another bus line. They're voting with their feet is something that I heard um, <laughs> fairly frequently. So at the December 7th meeting, there's three options on the table. The first option is keeping things the way they are, keeping the J out of the subway. The second option is going back into the subway, four trains an hour, 15-minute frequencies. The third option is is kind of a hybrid. The agency would run buses along the J route every half hour, run trains in the subway in the evening when there's, you know, less uh, congestion and, and ridership. So uh, we'll see how that will play out, but um, it's definitely a, a meaty issue. <laughs> yeah, for sure. After a short break, I'll ask Ricardo about the Geary Rail Project. You can see the Bay Area Transportation Project roadmap at sfchronicle.com slash transit tracker. And Ricardo's frequently asked questions story is at sfchronicle.com slash transit FAQ. Both are available on the Chronicle app. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another media issue. Will the long discussed idea of bringing rail to Geary Boulevard or 19th Avenue ever happen? I think that's a great question, and I think I've I've heard from several readers who who want rail to go to Geary. This has been discussed for for a long time, for decades. The latest strategic planning from the MTA, the County Transportation Authority, is preparing for a potential future where. 
there is rail on Geary, a second transbay tube that connects, you know, not just BART, but like Amtrak and other uh, rail agencies to the city. And, and rail would run on Geary and, and 19th Avenue. And I think that, you know, there certainly seems to be support from residents and, and riders, but funding is the big question. This will cost a, a good chunk of change. And officials really aren't kind of unified yet behind where to expand rail. Geary and 19th Avenue um, rail expansion really is is coming from a capacity question. Um, again, Geary is is essentially a rail <laughs> a line um, with 55,000, 56,000 riders per day. And um, even though the agency is is planning to add capacity to the 38 line, they're preparing for a future where they're going to max that capacity with buses as opposed to rail. And so this is being studied by the CTA, the MTA. There's no funding, you know, secured for it yet. But I think residents in the Richmond and, and the Sunset in particular want to see a north-south connection to rail, which um, is just not available right now. And we've seen that be part of the discussions, right, about car-free JFK and, and the great highway uh, debates about how public transit factors into, um, into all of this. Next question, why does the BART extension stop in Santa Clara and bypass the San Jose airport? The Valley Transportation Authority is uh, the agency that's really taking the lead on BART Silicon Valley extension. BART, you know, for the first time in its history, you know, entered San Jose when it extended to Berryessa uh, last summer in 2020. Uh, but, you know, the Silicon Valley extension has been studied for, for two decades. And the VTA folks tell me that Santa Clara Station is an ideal terminus because it can connect riders to Caltrain, Amtrak, other rail lines, you know, would help integrate that extension to other rails agencies. They mentioned that there's a, there's a bus line, the 60, that could take riders from Santa Clara Station to San Jose International Airport, a little different from what BART riders are used to going into Oakland International or SFO. There's, you know, a line that takes you directly to SFO. They also have shuttles um, to Oakland Airport. So it, it could be different. But again, the plans to end the line right now at Santa Clara Station have to do with the fact that it's a, you know, a central connection point, transfer point to other rail services. We also had a lot of questions about SMART. So first of all, what is SMART? Well, SMART stands for Sonoma Marin Area Rail Transit. It debuted in 2017. And when SMART got started, the, the vision was to have a, a rail line, you know, rail service that connects you to all the way south to the Marin County, to the northern edge of Sonoma County in Cloverdale. And so, so far, the smart rail line goes from Larkspur, which is the most recent expansion, to Healdsburg. The, the latest extension to Windsor, you know, has been put on hold indefinitely. I heard from a spokesperson with the SMART, uh, just because, you know, that there's um, pending litigation and, you know, there's there's not the fund, the funding's not there to complete the, the $65 million extension to Windsor. You know, SMART agency has tried to expand to to Cloverdale as, as they acquire more funding. Several transit agencies are hopeful with the new infrastructure bill signed by President Biden, in terms of being able to use some of those funds to 
jumpstart these very ambitious projects. And that could affect the, the smart rail expansion. But right now, just the funding isn't there to make more progress. And even though the, the Windsor Line extension was supposed to be complete in 2022, there's really no timeline right now. It's um, been paused indefinitely. What's the status of car-free streets and slow streets, and which ones do you think are most likely to stick around permanently? Yeah, so um, car-free JFK is going to be decided by the Board of Supervisors uh, in in the winter. It's imminent. I know Um, we're both going to be watching that closely. Yeah, and, um, you know, the the Great Highway debate is going to take longer. There are some environmental issues that could affect that, like uh, the Great Highway extension south of Slope Boulevard is... Um, projected to be closed by 2023 due to erosion. So, um, but it's not just um, it's not just San Francisco now. There, there's efforts to make part of Telegraph Avenue next to UC Berkeley car free. And so, um, there, there there seems to be a revival of this conversation around car free streets and mm-hmm. and sharing the portions of the road with with pedestrians and, and other folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that's the latest on that. And you recently wrote about a report from the Department of Public Health in San Francisco regarding serious injuries in traffic. And um, somebody is seriously injured and taken to SF General about every 14 hours on average. Uh, What is the city doing about it? And can you give us an update on Vision Zero, which um, the late Mayor Ed Lee had said in 2014, the goal within 10 years was to eliminate traffic deaths, but we actually haven't brought the number down. Yeah. So, you know, we recently heard from... uh, a MTA official, Tom McGuire, who oversees the agency street division, say um, pretty upfront, you know, I, I'm not sure that we're going to reach that goal by 2024, but, you know, we need to do everything in our power to try and get there and, and use every tool in the toolbox. And I think we're seeing a more aggressive approach from the city and the agency. Part of that is because there's been new legislation passed that that gives cities, you know, greater authority to say, for example, lower speed limits. And so there's a plan in place to lower speed limits on seven corridors starting in January um, and then build on that. There's efforts to build a, a quote unquote active transportation network by 2024 that would connect protected bike lanes in the city to slow streets, to car free streets so that there is, um, you know, a, a pathway for pedestrians and cyclists to get around the city in a, in a more safer way. The issue has not died down in any way. The city recently had its 12th pedestrian fatality. And, you know, an educator at Sherman Elementary in Cow Hollow who was struck and killed by a motorist who allegedly ran a red light. Just as kids were getting to classes, too. That was really sad. Well, I have one last question for you. Surprise question. Have you ridden a cable car since you started your beat? I have not. I, I got to be upfront about that. I haven't. I've seen people ride them, and <laughs> they look like fun. Okay, well, I'm going to take you on one. Let's make a date. Sure, that sounds great. Thank you. Okay, great. You can bring your dog. I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was fun to talk to you. Thank you, Heather. Great to see you in person, by the way. I know. Ricardo Cano writes about transit for The Chronicle. His frequently asked questions piece is on The Chronicle app and at sfchronicle.com slash transit FAQ. 
And if you don't have digital access to The Chronicle, now's the time to get it. You can get 26 weeks for 99 cents total. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. Thanks to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode and to you for listening. I'll see you on the Total SF Podcast.